Wait, I didn't do it. We just started. Booty! Booty! What it do, what it do, what it do! Welcome back to RCM Podcast, my fam. We missed you guys. What's happening to your voice? I don't know. It's it's cracking. <laughs> this is your girl, Rachel, a.k.a. your R. We got our girl, Chloe, a.k.a. your C. We got our main man, Malik, with your M. And let's get into it. It's Pride Month, y'all. Let's talk about pride. Sorry, guys. It's Pride Month. Let's talk about pride. Let's talk about things that I have not seen. That's going to be a first time. Yeah, some movies. Things I haven't seen. She hasn't seen. Because apparently I'm uncultured because I haven't seen things. <laughs> You're not uncultured. <laughs> You're just unknowing. What's our thing? You haven't seen what? I haven't seen Get Out. I haven't seen... She haven't seen... Uh, what's that? Lot of- John Wick. I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. Missing out. What else haven't I seen? I haven't seen a lot. A lot. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I have the hiccups. Yeah. Um, we're bringing up okay. Go ahead, Dang, nobody had to be that solid. I drank some water. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go into the 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 unseen wonders first. Of that, you can, yeah. Is okay. it a bad thing that I haven't seen Get Out yet? Yes. Mm, probably. What's the other um, movie he did? Uh, Us. I haven't seen Us. that. It's not as good as Get Out. I, but you know, there's someone already. Mm, no, no. Us is better. Us is actually like a psychological thriller. Oh, see, then I was so like, let's get out. No, but Us, it makes you really think about, like, am I? Am I? Am I? Listen, we can talk about the premise of Us because someone's already ruined it for me. The thing is, us, us is a lot more unrealistic. Get Out is actually somewhat more realistic. I don't know if I could say, and not having seen the movie, but knowing the premise of Us, I don't know if I can say that Us is not realistic in the way that we're moving in the future. <laughs> well, what's going on? Did you see Us? No, but I know the premise of Us. All right, what's the premise of Us? Spoiler alert. It's basically this girl who discovers her, like, alter who doesn't necessarily speak, Eng- who doesn't speak like actual English, speaks a gibberish, and they live underground in a different world. Yeah, so that's not what happened at all. What? She <laughs> <laughs> ends up underground and her like copycat ends up in her real life until she gets older and then she comes back for her life with her family. And- we always have spoiled her, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that not it? For, for those people who have not seen us, that is a very not completely accurate perception but this comes of from what happened in the movie. Yeah, for those who have not seen the movie, that is not really the perception. So, so what is it? Well, that would be spoiling the movie. But we already said spoiler. All right. So spoiler the movie, basically she goes into a little, one of those little circus houses and it's one of those little funny mirrors and she sees her altar and her altar snatches her and she takes her place and her parents go take her to a psychiatrist because they're like, it's something wrong with my kid. She's not the same. And along the way, she finds out how to adapt and she adapts her way into really being a functional part of society being a she has like a master's a doctor's or something like she's a full functioning part of society 
And then later on, after she already has kids and goes back to the same place, it looks like Coney Island or something, but she goes back to the same place. And then um, after they come back from there, that's when they she she goes and sees uh, her real other altar come back. And yeah, that's a nice little spoiler as to kind of what happened. And then you can assume a lot of the other stuff that happened in between then. I don't know. All I'm saying is I believe in doppelgangers. Okay. Um, you think there's some doppelgangers about to emerge? You think this UFO? Do you think your doppelgangers eat raw rabbit? Raw rabbit. Raw rabbits? What? That was a part of this. That was a part of this. You know what? Okay, so Malik, did you see the movie? Raw rabbits? No, us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Raw rabbits are that us. Like a, that sounds like a porno. But <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, did you see us? Yes. So you remember when she was doing like the explanation when they were in the living room, she was like, oh, we ever ate raw rabbits. That's exactly what she says. Like, oh, we ever ate straw rabbit, always bloody. Yes. Yeah, you, you have to see. Listen, listen, this is my thing though. I love a good psychological thriller. I think that they are beautiful when done correctly. Um, what is that movie? Oh, what is that movie? If you ain't got it, don't take the it. one that's based off uh glass, Dr. Gla- what is that movie? Oh, Split. Split. That yeah. split is, good. is an amazing psychological thriller. That right there rocked me to my core. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved it. I liked it because it reminded me of Sybil, which was like the original movie about people or someone with multiple personalities. Well, it's now DID right now, but Sybil was the woman. She actually was a real person, but she has 17 personalities. So when I saw Split, I was like, yes, this is Sybil remastered. Yeah, I I love that. Having a, a psych degree like that, that shit really is really it, it for me. Like everyone has their like niche. I love this. I love their Hannibal, Silence of the Lamb. That's my shit. Nice. Hello, Gladys. Hello, I'm excited to turn that into a show. Yeah, they are. We gotta get, I already um, did. Well, we haven't seen it yet. I just, are you mean Clarice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're turning it into oh, okay, because they did Hannibal as a show, and that oh, lasted yeah. well, for I'm like a couple Clarice. seasons. I'm yeah. here for Clarice. I love her. She puts the lotion on the skin or gets the whole skin. Oh, God. Okay. Speaking of movies, we went to the movie theaters recently, and it was okay. Post? No, listen. Okay, let wait, me wait, talk wait. about this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, in the theater, we have a small theater near our house. It's not one of those really grand theaters, you know, amazing seats or whatever. But it's a nice theater. And they have a sectioned off that everyone can sit every other row. Tell me why we pick our row. And we sit, you know, two seats away from this other couple in the row. And a couple going to cross over the tape in the blocked lane and sit right behind us. You know, I did not notice that. And so you just say it right now. They really did. Sat right behind us. You're peeking. There was space (laughs) on 
either side of us as a couple on the other side of the other couple and on the other side of us yeah. where they could have seen in between our house. She had to sit directly behind me like they and then gone. they were talking. Were y'all directly in the middle? Yes. yes. That's why. I, I don't no, care. I don't no, care. I don't care. They blocked up the seats for a reason. They're doing their job by blocking up the seats. So you should abide by the rules. If you can't abide by the rules, don't get, go. Out, get out the theater. And no, they, they definitely should. But I'm just saying they probably wanted to have direct middle seats. I don't care. This is my thing. They, we went to go see The Quiet Place Part 2. How are you talking in a movie called The Quiet Place Part 2? If they want their seats in the middle, they know they're supposed to show up early. Pandemic, no pandemic. You show up early if you want that middle seat. This shit is supposed to be quiet for a reason. And it's to give cinematic effect of how quiet the world now is. Were they black? No. no. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were like the only black couple in there. No, no. There was that. There was a group, but we were the only black couple. Yeah. There was a group of like um, mixed teens. teens and, you know, whatever. But literally, that's right. I forgot. You guys live in like a more predominantly white area, so I would expect something like that to happen here. Um, I mean, I get it. People talk to like previews and stuff. The beginning of the movie, but like they were talking during the film. Yeah, that's not okay. I forgot what she said. I almost turned around and said, "Shut up, please." I don't. They were talking. This is thing. They weren't even talking about the movie. They were talking about other shit. <laughs> like random first date shit. That's what it was. Yeah, random first date shit. That's what I said. I said... They should have rented out the whole movie theater to themselves then. Listen, I agree. My best friend and I one time, we went to go see Wolf on Wall Street. We were the only two in the theater. And that was the only time I ever talked in a movie theater. Like, wholeheartedly talked. Yeah. Like, I was in there cracking the fuck up. But I would never sit directly behind someone when there was multiple space. And I wouldn't even say we were like dead center middle. We were like off center a little. So like they definitely could have moved down one or two seats and still had perfect view. That irked my soul. They they kind of did. I was almost like, like, I I was like, should I say something? I know, I I just just leave it. I just let it go because honestly, I'm not going to get in a fight in movie theater (laughs) because I would have. They no, were just that's not worth it. <laughs> but I'm like, you're ruining such a great cinematic film. And like the way the film started, like it needed to be quiet. Like the movie is the whole premise of the movie is basically like a giant ASMR film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you're talking, you're disrupting what the movie is trying to get. Yeah. Luckily they shut up about a fourth of the way through the movie. No, it was like within the they were talking like the first five minutes for sure. And then once they got to like the 10 minute mark, they got them, they kind of be quiet, was quiet. And then they came back later talking about the first movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, can you shut up in my head? Like, for real. I will say though, the movie was so good. I ate an entire bag of popcorn. I never, Me neither. I never a whole bag of popcorn at the movies. Maybe because I was just, it was just, we were back at the movies. We need to do this. Maybe. That's the thing. Y'all, let us know. Do you eat all your popcorn at the movies or no? Sometimes I don't drink all of the drink. No I always what. drink all my drink. Unless it's a kid small, I don't finish. That's just you on a, on a regular though. <laughs> I, I finish every drink I ever had. But like at the movie theater, I don't always finish like my popcorn or my candy. Like I get bored with it halfway through the movie because I get so engrossed. Mm-hmm. Do you eat all your popcorn, Chloe? I typically don't even order popcorn because I'm not that big of a fan of popcorn. So if I'm just going by myself, 
I don't get anything besides maybe like a pretzel or a hot dog. And if, if I'm going with someone else who likes popcorn, then I might have a little bit of their popcorn, but it's not worth for me to get the popcorn because I'm literally just going to eat probably like two or three handfuls and that's it. Oh, okay. You mentioned you go to the theater alone. Do you like going to the movies alone? I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, I've never been to a theater alone. Rachel, like I've never seen a film. Oh, like I a love movie it. That's not Black Widow, not a not a Marvel movie, and you can do this, and just I'm telling you, it's, it's liberating. You'd be like, I enjoyed this. I saw Spider Man by myself, but, I was, but, I, but see that doesn't count because it's Marvel, so everyone's in there. We all know what's up. But like a random movie that not not, not everyone's into, or people just don't want to go with you, just go. Like, yeah, I've never not been to a movie with other people. Now. I'm challenging you to do that. Oh, I typically go by myself. Um, sometimes I'll go with my cousins because that's almost because when I go with my cousins, like they're just so quiet in the movie that it's I feel like I'm by myself anyway. But outside of that, you know, well, even when we go, we go to this really, really nice theater that has sound in the seats. So in the room, the chairs recline like all the way back and the sound is in the seat. So you feel the movie as it's going. And I love doing that by myself or even if it is with other people, but the thing is it's a lot easier to get a ticket for that type of theater with just one person versus like trying to have like if you're in a group trying to do that it's going to cost so much more to go into that type of theater but yeah I love doing it by myself those are like a part of my nice little self-care days yeah yeah, yeah. COVID. I feel that before COVID I'd be like all right I'm about to get my nails done I'm going to go to the movies then I'm going to go take myself to dinner or lunch or whatever and that's a nice fun day yeah, I, I, I can see that. If you're like in a really nice theater. See, when I grew up, we didn't really have nice theaters. Like, I've never been to an overly fancy theater that like has like bar options or super coat. Oh, you know what? That's a lie. I've been to one. I saw the Kingsman in a really nice theater in Maryland. That was it. Well, what was it? What was it like? Because that was my question. I was about to ask you what's, um, what's the fanciest theater you've been to? It was nice. Like, for me, it was one of those, like, I don't know if I really liked it, because I like to be able to hold hands with, like, whoever, like, if I'm dating. I'll, you grew up in the 50s? <laughs> Shut up. My mom did. Wow. Somebody like, sounds me, cheesy. Yeah, like, I, I'm a cheesy person about going to, um, like, movies. Like, I like, you know, the hand holding, like, the first time we saw Joker, yeah. Remember I wanted to hold your hand? You caught it on me because it was a little It was tense. a little, little tense at times. Like, that's my kind of thing. But I feel like those seats in those theaters don't always give you that because sometimes they're just like yeah, like company yeah, like, chair like, like, like a recliner yeah, and it's like well, how do you hold someone's hand? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was nice. Don't get me wrong; it was comfortable, but I also felt like I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> that could have just been because the Kingsman was a little boring at times, but I did love the Kingsman. It was really good. I don't want to see the new one. I think I did see the new one. Did I? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know a movie that I was not prepared to be like a legit film that I was going to love? The Lego movie. 
The Lego movie's underrated. I love the Lego movie. When that first came out, I was not prepared for that to be a movie I was going to want to see. I wholeheartedly was like, I'm not going to see a kid film. That is not a kid film. Not really. It's not a kid film at all. No, that's not a kid, a kid movie. Sausage Party. Which is <laughs> I saw Sausage Party in theaters, too. Yeah, that's definitely not for That's a raunchy but... film. But it's funny as fuck. Literally, Malik, I think you would enjoy it more um, if we were elevated. Yeah, because Seth Rogen is that type of dude that does a lot of high type of film. Yeah, but like Sausage Party, but also Sausage Party had a lot of life lessons. Like that being on Pride Month, that movie is like Pride Central to me. Like everyone is just free and in love and trying to save their lives. And Do you have very a very happy living have in you the seen grocery store? Huh? Have you seen Sausage Party? Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene? No. I don't have a favorite scene. <laughs> no. My favorite scene is probably very inappropriate, but it's still a really <laughs> The whole movie is almost very inappropriate, besides like their whole like quest to like, you know get to the whatever like their idea of heaven is on the other side of the freezer or something. I don't know. I forgot what it was, but they're trying um, to get out the store. They think yeah, that they, being selected means that they've been chosen by the gods. But they don't understand that when they get home, what happens to them? They die. Yep. And I don't know. Again, that that is kind of the movie that if you're you're not going to like it if you're just like, oh, I'm looking for like a really good movie with a great storyline. And, you know, like, no, you're not. No, that's like a pure it. just laugh. It's like. just like, yeah. We have to watch that movie. It's such a good film for I'm me. Putting like, on I the enjoy list. it. I'm putting on the list. I'm going to put a small spoiler alert. My favorite scene is um, in the back of the store by the trash can where there's a juice box. And there's a douche. Oh no. I feel like I remember that. I don't know. And the douche like sucks all of the juice out this juice box to refill himself. Yeah, I do remember that. That was nice. And he's like hella aggressive. But like the way he gets the juice out of the juice box um, is very inappropriate. But it is freaking hilarious. Have you ever seen Sorry Not to Bother You, Chloe? No. It's uh, like that's another one that's like Sausage Party, but it's just out there. Look, it's it's like a, what's his name? Damn it! You're just past it. What the hell is this man's name? Did I move it? Go up. You just passed it right there. Oh, right there. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield. That's a good one. I think it's really good. Tessa Thompson. Oh, okay. Well, he was in Get Out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I know he's in Get Out. I just haven't seen. I need to get on and see that. I don't know. I love movies. I'm I'm a huge movie buff. I'm not. I don't know a lot about movies. I don't. I couldn't tell you great actors. I couldn't tell you great you know directors. But um, I love a good Martin Scorsese. Neon. Who? Martin Scorsese. Who's that? He's a, a film director. He's one of the directed the Godfather. Directors. That's all you need to know. He directed the Godfather. You've seen the Godfather? 
any of the Godfathers in your so, moments? Don't hate me, but no. So the only last Godfather I know is say hello to my little friend. That is that's not, not even the Godfather. That's Scarface. I've never seen any of it. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. That's Scarface. That is not even the Godfather. I've never seen any of the Godfather. Godfather is every time I try to get him, they pull me back in. No, I've never seen it. I've never seen any of. There's three of them, right? Yes. I've never seen any of them. Oh, have you seen goodness. no? Did so you see Goodfellas? No. Other than possibly what? Quentin Tarantino, possibly. Okay, I'm gonna compile a list. Okay. The summer playlist is happening, you All right. Well, yeah. I guess we can transition out of that because I, I, I'm just this. I can talk about movies forever. So I enjoy films. All right. <laughs> well. Getting to the fact that it is June, the beginning of June, Happy Pride Month. And yeah, um, fireworks. We need to have a bunch of rainbow fireworks. So, how does everyone feel about? Pride, um, or are you, regardless of whether you find yourself on the spectrum or not, you know, how is that? Like, do you care, or is it just like, oh, it's another month where we give something, you know, a title to, you know, kind of like the heritage months? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, great, honestly, or do you feel a little bit more um, directed or resonating with it or something? Honestly, um, I am glad that it's Pride Month. I'm glad they have a month to, you know, bring awareness to their, you know, causes. But honestly, it's like, come on, America. We need to stop giving designated months to people, Black History Month included, Hispanic month. The fact that Pacific and Pacific Islanders and Asians only have a freaking week. Uh, or do they have a month now? I think they have a month now. Again, no, there's a month. these are people. Like, every day should not, every day needs to be a day that these people can experience and be who they are and be happy about who they are. I mean, I think it's cool to have months, but I'm also just like, yeah, everybody's people. Like, we don't that. need a month. To we celebrate. don't need a month to celebrate. We should always celebrate. I'm talking about Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Those are birthdays. Like, like those are not days that you should only celebrate one person, one cause. Like you should celebrate those things every day if you believe in them. Yeah. That's right. And most people do. I feel like months are so people can be like, oh, I'm totally hit. I'm totally in. I'm like they can sell it. Yeah. They commercialize. Yeah. They commercialize being able to say, Oh, we support these people. No, you don't. If you did, it would be, you know, a, a thing for you every day. I am totally, totally in alliance for the LGBTQA plus community. I love them all. I think that they are all amazing people. Just like any regular person, you have people who might be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They may have people who are overly intelligent. Like they're just people who happen to identify differently and love people that are similar to them yeah. or different from that. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. 
as long as you're not, you know, being detrimental to yourself, other people around you, and like society as a whole, you're fine. Like, love is love. I will say though, I hope I get to go to a pride a pride parade this year. I've never been to any pride this festival. DC Pride is next weekend. And oh. I don't I'm going to try to go, but I have a really busy weekend next weekend, but I'm still going to try to see if I can fit in going, even if it is for like an hour or two. All right. Yeah. Like I've never been to a pride parade and I wholeheartedly want to go. I think it's, it's not just a parade. It's a, oh, it's, I know, but like I'm saying it's, generally, just, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and there's so many pe- I mean, I don't know that there will literally be that many people do. Oh, you know, it is. They but, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're probably even not going to be vaccinated, which is why I probably will wear a mask, even though I am. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot of people who are not. And if I'm going to be in like that big of a space, I probably will try to wear a mask a good part of the time. Um, I'll have to get myself a rainbow mask. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And it, it's not like you really have to feel like you're involved with anything. You're you're just kind of there doing whatever. No one really bothers you. <laughs> I just want to experience it. Like, I I feel like people need to experience it. Like, I know people protest against them and I know people are, like, really hateful against it in times. But honestly, you can't hate against something until you put yourself in those, in those people's shoes. Until you understand where they're coming from and why it's so important to them. And I think once we start doing that and we start listening to why people care about things and being open-minded, a lot of things can change and we'll get to a point where change might actually be possible. Mm-hmm. And for the, uh, what were you saying, Chloe? No, like for those people who might be heterosexual, it's like there's nothing wrong with you going to a pride parade whether you're just you know wanting to go to support on your own or if you want to go to support your friends or even your significant other or whoever family like there's nothing wrong with that that doesn't change your sexual preferences just by going you know people think oh if I go there then people are gonna think this no they're not they're only gonna think that if you perpetuate certain behaviors or you literally tell everyone that this is what you are like no one really cares people of all different um persuasions are there people of all different ages are there and it's more so just a nice time for people to act like I've never had any you know I've never heard any like stories of anyone getting hurt or anyone being you know abused or feeling any wrong type of way you know going to DC Pride now DC used to have a lot of other parades where people actually would get shot but at pride i never heard where anyone had anything like that so it's just like just go enjoy yourself i know there are prides all over the country but there's prides all over actually which is really fun yeah it's all over the world i would love to be able to be financially stable to take a trip during pride month and visit the different prides around the world I feel like that would be an amazing experience. 
to do. We'd love to see what Thailand's pride is like. I'm excited about it. I, I also, this is a side note, but like, I also really, really want to experience like a gay bar, lesbian bar, or well, there's quite a few of them here in D.C. Bar. I've never been to one, and I've heard they're popping. Like, I've heard they're always popping. It depends. It depends on what you're looking for, because there are a lot of, like, closeted or, like, you know, there's a lot of gay bars that are not known for being gay bars on paper, but in the community, that's what they are. Or um, a lot of uh, clubs especially in D.C., used to have, like, gay nights. So, and it could be whatever, it could be a regular street club, but they would have gay nights on different days, and that was always fun. Um, but I don't know, in my experience of going to a lot of, you know, gay or lesbian bars, especially lesbian bars, they tend to be, like, very, very not interactive they're just a lot more very chill people are into their own thing of what they're doing so it's like unless you're an extrovert you're not really going to probably find a lot there for you if you go to a gay men's bar then that might be a little different but lesbian bars they tend to be a lot more quiet and a lot more chill um at least the ones that I have gone to I can't say that all of them are that way but the men's bars are a lot more hype and women's bars are from what I've seen are a lot more demure that's interesting to know now again someone could say that oh that's not true and it very well might may not be but that's just my experience and I've gone to at least about three or four so far I just wish I no let me not say that let me rephrase this I want to be more intentional about being able to take on research and learn more um about the community itself and like what's happening I will say that a lot of the information I, I know about the community comes from, you know, spun media attention and not like actual activist groups in the air or in the community and stuff like that. I think I need to really dive into that um, and make myself more aware. Mm-hmm. I, I, think that, I think that's the thing I need to do. Because I, I, I think that people who fall into that category or under that umbrella are truly amazing people like when you think about it about how like closeted they all had to be it's incredible to think about the type of people that were closeted that maybe had created major things that have affected us as we've grown from our past to our current and those people never got to live their truth entirely and that sucks so i'm glad that i live in a world where people are starting to be able to live in their truth even if it's dangerous even if it's Challenging. Challenging. People are still choosing to live as themselves. Be yourself. I've seen a, um, I took a film class, a queer cinema film class um, in school. And that was literally one of the best courses I've ever taken. Queer cinema? Huh? Queer cinema? Yeah, it was a queer cinema class. So the entire course was about 
LGBTQ plus films over over the histories. And we watched one that was on Netflix that was about, there's a true story about two lesbians in Italy, I think. I forget where they were. But basically, these two were like madly in love and the one had to pretend to kill herself and became a man so that they could get legally married. And then to prove that she was a man, the other girl went and had sex with a like local guy in the community to get pregnant so she could say that she was pregnant by her husband, who was having to be a woman. It was intense. And then they ended up getting incarcerated. And the story is literally just incredible. It's not in English, but literally a great film to watch. Great film. Loved it. Um, Well, because it seems like even, I know we've kind of touched on this with like the commercialization of it, but um, Hulu and Netflix, but definitely Hulu, I think a lot more is, you know, really kind of like highlighting a lot of films and categorizing a lot of films. But Netflix does the same thing as well. Um, But Netflix does it regardless of if it's Pride Month or not. Um, They put like LGBTQ um, films or TV shows in their own little category but there was this one show called um or movie called um the war i think it was like the world to come and it was kind of set in like the mid 1800s and basically it was about two women that were married and they ended up and they're just like living in the middle of nowhere but they end up you know, becoming friends, but then, you know, they fall in love with each other. But it ends up becoming sad because it's like, yeah, they're clearly very much in love with each other, but one of their husbands is a lot more jealous than the other. And it's kind of suspected that once he, he doesn't, they, none of them, like, none of their husbands actually really know what's going on, but they can kind of suspect what's going on. So it's, 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 it seems like the more radical husband potentially killed his wife, um, like poisoned her. Wow. Um, but crazy. then when the other one who was her friend, cause they moved away from where they were originally and she was mad that they moved away. Um, but then, she went with her husband to try to find find them and when she came she was like where is she you know I haven't seen or heard from her and whatever and then you know he basically said uh well yeah she's dead I think she died of of, I think she died of diphtheria um and I was just like like at that point in time there's no way to prove whether that was or was not the case because again this was like in the 1850s you know and this was like in rural probably like Maine or New Hampshire or some crazy cold place um 
some very rural place so no one would really even challenge it because people were dying dropping like flies anyway but it was really sad it was a nice little movie but it was also kind of sad because it just made me think about all the people that were back in those time periods that were like that and had to like hide and survive in those type of ways just to be who they were yeah no you know what though i honestly can say that taking so i have a minor in women and gender studies um so i took a lot of lgbt lgbtq plus courses like queer cinema um i took an intro to women's studies and all of this so having those courses really opened my eyes to a lot of things one of the things i didn't know until i took queer cinema was the story behind Brokeback Mountain. I'd never seen Brokeback Mountain. Oh, I love that movie. I just saw Brokeback Mountain for the first time in like two years ago. And I'd never seen it. You never knew about it before I that? never, like I had heard the title and I'd heard vague things about it, but I had no idea what the premise of the movie was. I just never was like, like that ever again. And I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And then I was like, whoa. But honestly, Brokeback Mountain is beautiful. It is. There was also a whole segment on one of the radio shows here in D.C. where they used to um, they used to play the music from Brokeback Mountain and then they would just use this one clip of like, why can't I quit you? (laughs) And the radio station would just like make fun of it in different types of ways. So, you know, it was funny back then. They would never be able to do that now, but. You know, again, this happened like right once the movie came out where the movie was very controversial when it came out. Um, but I, yeah, I always loved that movie. Yeah, that was that was a really good movie. I'm trying to um, let my mom open her her sights into understanding a little more about the community. She is one of those people that is very, very not accepted right now. Like, it's just something that does not, she just doesn't have the the capacity to grasp it. I mean, my parents are pretty much the same, and they would not even accept it under any circumstances. They are just, like, actually very much against all of that, but... You know, and it, it, it's kind of sad because I'm like, you know, no one, just because, he, you know, it, it's like, I think like people think like it's actually like a disease that you're going to catch or something. Like, I think like people from those time periods think that like, oh, if you accept it, then you're going to become a part of it. No, that is, has nothing to do with it. Well, <laughs> Actually, up until, you know, most recent years, being heterosexual was considered a mental disorder. It was listed in the DSM. Wow. Being like it was heterosexual? Huh? Homosexual? Yes, homosexual. Mean, I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> homosexual. Like, it was considered a mental health issue. Oh, yeah. Like, it was listed in the DSM. They treated, they treated people in the asylums for that. You guys ever seen American Horror Story? Until, like, I think, yep. 
season two of American Horror Stories is a great representation of what happened to individuals. Is that the show we started? Yeah, we did just start that. Well, I've seen it, but you're just started it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that show right there, that show really points out some stuff about asylums. Okay. Also, Nurse Ratchet, <laughs> yes. which is also on Netflix, definitely points out a lot of stuff. And they highlighted uh, basically the fact that you could basically send your, you know, your wife to an asylum if, you know, she was exhibiting, you know, traits or whatever of being a lesbian. And like, it was just actually treated as if it was like a cancer or something. <laughs> the world side now, but I absolutely hate the fact that people really thought that because women used to be high strung or it display strong le- levels of like a sexual libido that they were hysterical and needed to be treated like something was wrong with them. Like they just couldn't be people. Okay. Sigmund Freud. Listen, we've come a long way, but still. Sigmund Freud. Still. Hysteria. Come on Oh, yeah. Especially everything that was supposed to be categorized as hysteria for women, which was literally hysteria. Rolling your eyes. Hysteria. (laughs) (laughs) Hysteria. Breathing. Hysteria. Breathing too hard. Hysteria. (laughs) It's just like... But the thing is, people think like, oh, that's exaggerated. But I'm like, yeah, it's exaggerated now in this time period because we know that that's just not what it is. But well, back then, was. back then, that's that's what it was. It was completely ridiculous. Yep. I don't know. I, being a psychologist, I really enjoy um, psychologist and training. Be legal. I right? have. A psych degree. Oh, that's it. Maybe. I have a BA in psychology, aka making me a psychologist. Apologies, doctor. <laughs> I mean, I have my master's, but I definitely have my bachelor's. Um. All right, my bad. But learning about Freud and all of his outrageous theories. So interesting to even think. Like that was a person who really had some sexual tension in his life. Well, he was probably gay himself. Like, probably. I'm pretty sure he married a cousin of his. Oh, well. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he married, like, his cousin. I can't remember. Sure. But Sigmund was very cuckoo. Everything that he thought and everything that he came up with in his, you know, um, theories was sexual. Everything. Like, if you just Google some of the things that he thought about and, like, described why people had certain issues, they were all sexual. If you had dreams about trees and roots in the sand, he'd say you're, like, dreaming about, you know, having sex. The tree is the phallic symbol for the penis. Like, that's what he would tree. And the sand would be the, the phallic symbol for the vagina. Like, he would make it that sexual. Wow. That's a lot. That's like really detailed for just trying to bind two concepts together. Yeah, that, but that's how he did it. Like everything had a sexual motive behind it. I was cooking with all the bugs. 
Well, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, he was a man. So. He was a man. <laughs> that's, that's not really. I mean, he was a brilliant doctor. Don't get me wrong. Very brilliant in the work that he's done. And he did a lot in getting us to where we are, you know, um, in treating mental health. But uh, he definitely was cuckoo with Cocoa Puffs. But did she even know that the. You, I'm sure you've heard of like the Myers Briggs test. Yep. That was created by a woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she studied a lot of what Freud did. Um, but most people, like, I didn't know until I recently looked at this documentary. Um, and it was more so explaining how personality tests and just like um, certain tests that they put for like um, job applications basically sometimes can be to your detriment um if you don't really know how to do the right answers yep because it's like if you actually answer honestly and i feel like if you're somewhere on the autism spectrum you probably would actually answer honestly for me i know not to actually answer honestly no because if i answer honestly i'm never gonna get a job I have to answer what I know is the answer that they want, which is another point that they brought up. Um, but they're saying how even things like that were um, like, apparently it was this one kid, which I didn't fully understand the whole situation, but apparently he couldn't find a job going working at a grocery store because he basically did the test and whatever he did on the test, you know, it was like one or two things were like red flags. So they're like, they couldn't hire him, even though this guy had went to college, which I'm like, well, where is this? He can't get a job at a grocery store because he answered a couple of things that she didn't like. And eventually he ended up killing himself. Wow. Because he couldn't get a job. That's terrible. And I'm like, and that's why they kept saying that. I'm doing there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but it was just like... <laughs> They, the whole point is like, do we actually need to stop these personality tests and, and all these things? Because, you know, is it worth someone actually trying to be honest, which is apparently what employers want you to be. That's what they're saying they want you to be. But if you are, then you may not even get a job. And, you know, it's like a catch-22 type of thing. Definitely. Yeah, I would like to link this to... Uh a show I watched recently called Westworld and uh, spoiler alert third season is basically talking about that issue where how much data collection is detrimental to society as a whole so like basically organizing people's lives to a T so that everything they do is an end result that has already been thought of and when they expose that problem it caused chaos within society extreme chaos not even like limited it was like the world was on fire chaos yeah so like people now remember that oh i can make decisions for myself even though they already were making decisions for themselves they're like my life isn't this projected thing this is whatever decisions i make so yeah i see a similarity in that 
Honestly, I would recommend anyone going watching Westworld. Yes, if you love thinking, just like pondering what is. That's like, like a psychological thriller, but in TV show form. But it's like more thriller. It's, it's everything. I it's love amazing. that show. Yeah, no, I, I highly recommend it. Especially if you're like constantly like thinking about cause and effect with, with um, actions and, you know, deci- making decisions. That show will really open your eyes to be like, you know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Also, if you love like technology and you like to see how technology innovations are impacting us, I think this show probably grasps it really well and, and like how our technology can become inter- integral to our living and like everyday things, but also be detrimental to us in many ways. Yeah, that that show is great. Have you ever seen Westworld, Chloe? No. I recommend it. Oh, yeah. Definitely go watch it. Like, even if you say, this is my show for the summer, I'm going to try it out. If you watch the first season and don't love it... Episode one will hook you. Uh, no, you're right. I wasn't up till what episode? Probably two or three. Yeah. Three for everybody. But two, when you start piecing together an episode two, you like, oh, okay. I will say, though, the episodes are an hour long each. Yeah, so it's one of those long episodes. But um, it, they cram a lot in there. It's amazing, honestly. It really. No, I'm, threw a, I'm a I'm a professional binger, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say binge this though. Like you might be trying to think think to yourself like um what? I mean, I would say binge a couple episodes, but you can't. I would not binge the whole season in one day because it's gonna fuck your mind, like. Well, I binged Euphoria. I binged Euphoria in basically like two days, and boy, I felt like I had like PTSD for. About <laughs> I need to two finish weeks Euphoria. Did we finish your- that? I know I finished Euphoria. I don't think I finished Euphoria yet. Well, then you're better than me because I looked at the whole thing in two days, and then I was like, I think I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't think I understand the world anymore. Mm. I don't I was like if I do understand the world I I definitely don't understand it in the eyes of Gen Z because I'm like you guys have like literally the worst life (laughs) like this is well I mean not the worst because yeah you have like all the technology and you have access to like learning everything literally in an instant and all of that but it's like the pressure that I feel was put on all of them. Like, cause literally every character had like some mountain of pressure that was put on them. And I can't talk they, about it because I haven't seen it, but I'm like, did they really have pressure put on them or did they put pressure on themselves? No, it was just pressure put on them. Cause I know it was all a lot of adverse effects of their parents. That's one thing that I found as a common denominator. It was a lot of it was a result of their parents. And some of their parents were a lot more very deeply fucked up than others. <laughs> See, I think the only sane parent in that show for me, from what I've seen, is Rue's mom. And I don't know if she's really all that sane, is she? She has her mom. Um, she has her moments, yeah. Yeah. For the circumstances that she is going under, yeah, she probably is. 
but I don't know. It's like it's like she, she Rue's mom does her best, and Rue is just kind of like she slipped through the cracks. Honestly, her mom? No, Rue. At an early age, I feel like she slipped through the cracks. I think Rue was just that person that clearly had a close relationship with her dad. Um, And the fact that, you know, she didn't grow up with like problematic parents or, you know, like, like the other one where her dad was ended up becoming an addict. And then, you know, he's trying to steal their um china to go get more drugs and stuff like she didn't have anything like that he just got cancer and died so it was kind of just like literally having your main artery ripped up out of you with no warning and so that's why i feel like she just like plummeted to the point of where she did um, and it's just sad because it's like, you know, I've known some people that do stuff like that in their like early twenties, but the fact that she was basically doing this at like probably 14 or 15 is what's scary. Yeah. I work in a field where, you know, we work with individuals who have, you know, different issues that, you know, would fall under any of the um, mental health issues in the DSM-5. And some of the questions we have to, like, ask these kids really shocked me at times. Like, you have to ask an eight-year-old. Wait, can you legally talk about these questions? Yes. Okay. They're just questions. Um, You could ask, like, a five to, like, seven-year-old about suicide. Like, that's a scary thought. Or, you know, do they smoke cigarettes? Do they smoke at all? Like, I would never think to ask a kid between the ages of five and seven, do they smoke? Like, what? Or in between, like, eight and ten. Oh, I would definitely think that someone would smoke during that time period. On mistake or like yeah, but on a on a basis, no. Is that no, on a con. No, I I would definitely believe that some five to seven. That's kind of really stretching it. But between the ages of eight to ten, I would definitely believe that that's like actually a valid question because you have to understand like being a kid that's brought up around a whole family of smokers like their parents smoke their other older siblings may smoke their grandparents may smoke everyone around them smokes so and and then their family may not really care if they smoke anyway because some people's parents don't actually try to tell their kids oh don't do this some people's parents just literally don't care. No, I the same The same thing with drinking. They may try to draw the line with drugs because they know like that's actually like a lot more serious, 
but drinking, smoking, it's plenty of people that have had, you know, a lot of multiple encounters with that at a very, very young age. So I wouldn't be surprised at that. I mean, is it the norm? No, but I still wouldn't be surprised. No, I get that. But I'm like, these are not, from my experience, none of these kids come from homes where parents are super abusive, super abusive to substances. They're just kids who have just like, who have issues or who are suffering from different disorders where it's not necessarily easy for them to come in contact with any of that stuff. But it's because some people have those things that we have to have those questions. I understand why we have them. I just think it's ridiculous that you would question if five to 10 year olds on smoking or suicide I get between the ages of eight and 10 because you're now hitting almost middle school, you know, bullying becomes a really big thing in those older grades. I get suicide as much, but I just, some things I think you should draw lines at. Like if it pertains to a specific per, a specific person, totally understand it. But as a general basis, I think we're expecting a lot from people that don't necessarily have access to stuff like that. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. The music kicks in. I got to go get a snack. And uh, can we bring the, the the sunshine back in this episode? We got a little dark there. <laughs> I know it was real talk, but that was a little dark. Yes. Oh, y'all can spitball. I'll be right back. <laughs> talk about how pigs eat anything um talk about what i was looking at this post on facebook and someone was saying like why do a lot of people in certain religions don't eat pork and they're just like is there some significance behind like you know a pig but the main thing was just like what a lot of people were saying is like you know, pigs and shellfish are bottom feeders and they literally eat anything, which means they eat trash. So a lot of religions tell people to not eat shellfish and or pork because you're basically putting trash in your body. Yeah, I mean, I vibe with that. I wouldn't want to put trash in my body either. But I think pigs are lucky. Which is why I have a little lucky pig. They're lucky? In my opinion, they are. What makes them lucky? I don't know. It's probably just because I like them. I want a a pig as a pet. Not like a regular big pig, but I want the little tiny teacup pig. Yeah, the teacup pig. I I got you. I mean, (laughs) I like a good pig as the next person, but I mean, I understand. Like, I would rather a pig as a pet versus pig is a meal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love bacon, but I can eat. I don't like bacon. Like well, turkey bacon. I like bacon. Well, that comes from a turkey, which I wouldn't want a turkey as a pet. <laughs> okay. She's going to be walking around with this giant feathers. Resume. Looking at people all weird. Any topics? So you have to talk about chicken. 
I mean, Turkey. No, we're talking about religion. Oh, I'm sorry. Not to eat pork. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Talking about why people choose to not, like, what is the significance of that, like, not eating pork? Well, that's like certain Hindu cultures don't eat cows because cows are sacred. Yeah. Okay. But cows just eat grass. So that sunshine. So in, in some ways, I guess that's why like beef is supposed to be healthier than pork. Oh, okay. Yeah, red meat is just, it's hard on your liver. Well, back oh, in my day, so you have any options. Back in your day. Okay. No, but serious question. Is the sunshine coming back or are we just going... We can, we can yeah, we're, talking about, we're talking about a little about me getting a, a, a little teacup pig as a pet. What would you name your teacup pig? Princess Penelope. That's cute. That's, that's nice. And if it was a boy, then I would name him Lord Chesterfield. Movie? I know what you're talking about. I know what Chloe's talking about. <laughs> Babe is literally one of my favorite films. I, I hated Babe. Because they hurt Babe. They hurt him and they, they, they killed Babe's mom, just like how they did in Bambi. And it was horrible. And Babe was crying. And he was like, Mama, Mama. And I, and I hated watching Babe. And they made me look at it in school over and over and over again. And I hated it. You know a movie I absolutely adore? I love Free Willy. They tried to kill Free Willy in there too. (laughs) You like all these things where they try to harm. Well, it's not too many show uh, movies about animals where they actually don't try to kill them. (laughs) I guess Free Willy was. I enjoyed them because, I mean, granted, they're kind of sad, but if they're always about somebody trying to find themselves. And I think that's nice. Even because I'm trying to always find myself. Mm. I think they're really good. I I just enjoyed those movies. I also enjoyed Power Rangers growing up, you know? Karate Kid for me. No, no, not Karate Kid. Three Ninjas, my bad. Three Ninjas. You know what I enjoyed? Arthur. Yeah. Well, no. Excuse me, uh, oh. She's eating watermelon right into the microphone. I'm professional. Oh my. Um, well, Arthur had a lot of valuable life lessons as a child. What did? Arthur. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about valuable life lessons shows. I said, y'all let me say three ninjas. No, I mean, that. I'm not saying that that had to be... <laughs> the scope of the shows we're talking about. I'm just saying I loved Arthur because of that and just because Arthur was just dope. I don't think I've ever seen Three Ninjas. You haven't. Yeah, I've never seen that either. I've never heard of it. Deep in. I mean, now, Super Ninja Turtles, I got you. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, when I say Super Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. That's where my little pizza come from. 
I'm pretty sure it is. That's where a lot of our love comes from. Orange soda comes from Peter McCallum. You know what though? Yes. My dad turned me on to um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I used to watch the old like live action ones with him. I used to love those. They were good. This watermelon was good. I wonder, should I cosplay for Pride? What's your Where I go? Well, I typically cosplay as Tina from Bob's Burgers. Um, but I also, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Steven Universe. Uh-huh. So I got the whole outfit, the wig, and the makeup to be Blue Diamond. Ooh, that's fancy. I would, I would definitely do that. Yeah, I feel like just for the sake of being new, I could just like be Blue Diamond. Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to like attract some attention being because I'm going to because I have like the full like real makeup where like I'm actually going to make my skin pale blue. That's what's up. <laughs> like I'm not even just going to like have my actual skin out. So I'm going to have to at least cover my I'm gonna have to do my face and my neck and probably my hands up to a certain point. That reminds me of a YouTuber I follow. She um was doing like costume ideas with curly haired girls for like Halloween. And she did a curly haired version of sadness. I love sadness. And she literally made her whole body blue basically and her hair. And it was the cutest freaking thing ever. Okay. I'm so excited now. I'm actually, because the thing is, I have the makeup, but I haven't even, like, tried it out. So I feel like I'm going to have to, like, test it out either this weekend or this week. I'm going to have to, like, bring it with me to work and mess around with it so I can actually learn how to blend it. Because I have no idea how to blend, like, makeups like that. So I'm going to have to practice I can't blend makeup at all, so more power to you. And I can do it regular, but this is like a different level. No, I can't even do it regular. I'm not it's, not. it's not really hard. It just takes it just takes a while. Like you want it to be over in five seconds, but it's not. I feel like it just takes time. I just I don't know why, but it's not. I've never really been into it. I mean, I like the idea of wearing makeup. I just, I'm not good at it. I'm not, I don't think I'll ever be really good at it. I did a YouTube video on it once. And I did my makeup for the first time. It was fun. But, um, I don't know. I don't want to wear makeup often either. Oh, but I can't even do it though. I have braids. Wow. And there's no way I'll be able to fit my braids under that wig. Dang it. All right, well, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Goodness, that sucks. It don't gotta be exact. 
No, but there's there's still no way that I could fit my braids under that wig. Don't wear the wig. That's the whole point. <laughs> yes. No, because no one's going to know who I am if I just like have the makeup with this hair unless it was like so, so pale, but it's not that pale. So no, it's, it's just not gonna work, but it, it's fine. I'll, I'll do my cosplay another day. <laughs> The day before or the day of the graduation, they announced that those girls had to share their titles with two white students who had grades implemented after the fact. And people were just okay with it. I'm like, these girls busted their asses off for their GPAs to have to share their moment with some dumb ass people who were mad because their kids didn't get grades as good as some black girls. That's not my what problem. What was this? Um, it was a West Point school. Let me see, hold on. West Point. Yeah, it was a West Point school. It was West Point. Let's see something. Yeah. Mississippi? Mm-hmm. It's in West Point, Mississippi. Well, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. And if I'm not mistaken, this might be the same school that in 2000, what was it, 13? Whatever year Morgan Freeman paid for the first interracial prom at a high school in the 2000s. That shit was crazy. That's a whole documentary. That shit threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> they never... Literally, I think it was like up until 2012, this school had never had an integrated prom. I'm not surprised. And Morgan Freeman came in and was like, listen, I'll pay for your prom, but only if it's segregated. Integrated. Yeah, integrated, sorry. And then the thing is, all these kids went to school together. All these kids were best friends. They just didn't go to prom together. I mean, I feel like if that's just kind of like the rules of your school, even you as students, if you're not like really active in being a radical movement, which in Mississippi, there's not too many people that have uh, that level of enthusiasm. I can see how that's just not typically going to work. Yeah. Like if this was New York or even anywhere close to where we live yeah that might happen but down there no i just feel like that's a problem like uh, it is a problem and it's a problem that people don't seem to care about well because i think a lot of people are like out of step out of sight out of mind so if it doesn't affect them, they don't care. Yeah, but see, I don't know if we can do that out of sight, out of mind bullshit anymore because we've had so many incidences dating back to before Trayvon Martin, Tamar Rice, 
um, you know, George Floyd, like it's no longer out of sight, out of mind thing. It's very present. It's very seen. And people are just blatantly ignoring it at this point. And they're a part of the problem. Yeah. If you can sit and blatantly ignore it and then say, well, we don't have white privilege and then turn around and make two students a valedictorian, a salutatorian after the deadline for grades. And you think that's okay. That's the problem. And you're a part of the problem and you need to be educated very quickly. No, I agree. But it's stupid. Are you reading reviews on the school? No, I was trying to get the um, story. If you go back, it was right there. Where? At the top. No, it wasn't. Rachel, it was right there. Oh, this one. But I was looking for a reputable... WTA, TVA. That's a news station. Okay. I didn't want to speak on the case without the facts of the case. You know what I'm saying? I think you pretty much got it down. Yeah. I just think it's, it's stupid. And for the administration of this school to do that to those girls basically degraded everything that they worked for all year long. Like that school basically told their two students that were their valedictorian, the salutatorian, that, hey, nice job. You worked hard, but um, you got to share your title. Well, again, if you're looking at a school that still segregates its proms, it's almost like, well, what do you even expect? Yeah. Because a prom is not even like an academic achievement. Like schools that have proms, like no schools are going to like go down the history class knowing that they really had like really good proms. That's just well, the students that will relish in that. Yes. Well, schools and the, are known for their the academics. Thing. And the school, the school thing was the parents usually paid for prom. Like the school didn't pay for prom. Yeah. So it could stay segregated. It was up to the PTA to pay for prom. So that I get but a school function event, the school is paying for graduation. I, I don't care. It's 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. These girls work their asses off. And not to mention, these are kids who have been virtual most of their school year. Mm-hmm. And they still work their ass off. And you let late grades determine if someone else can share a role? I think not. Because let the roles have been reversed. No matter where you were, no matter where this story takes place, let the roles have been reversed. All the deadlines already passed. They can't. The deadlines been passed. Sorry, grades can't go in. Your kid gets what they get. Anywhere else. Well, if I was a betting man, I would bet on our two black students to do very successful things in their lives, and not have things handed to them for the rest of their lives. I do too, but that makes me think about this whole mentality of growing up. You hear black people say, well, you got to work twice as hard just to be as equal as the white man or as equal as the white person. And like, that's living proof of that. Like those girls busted their ass off for their GPAs just to have it like degraded because somebody was uncomfortable. 
I think if you're smart enough, you kind of have to know the environment you're already going to put yourself into. And if the environment that you're putting yourself into has a lot of heat in that kitchen, then it's just like, not to say that the heat just continue to still be there, but it's just like, you kind of have to know that these are the things that you're willing to accept at least until time dismantles some of these, you know, very racist institutions that are still going on. They'll never be dismantled at this point. I mean, definitely not anytime soon, but there are some people that are basically trying to continue to like pickaxe at it. (laughs) I'm sure the two students that got, you know, their title taken from them. I'm pretty sure their family is still talking to them like, you're okay. Even though you didn't get this title, you're still everything we expected from you and you did above and beyond. And I understand what you're saying, Rachel, but at the end of the day, those girls are going to go on to do big things for themselves with or without that title. I understand the title and having it, but you put in the work, you know how much effort you did. Yes, recognition will go far in that, but as long as their families is showing them recognition and potentially their colleges. I, I mean, I understand the, the disrespect in it, but they're going to be okay. Yes, the system's terrible, but. But see, we say that they're going to be okay, but we don't know the psychological effect that has on people. <sighs> trauma is trauma. And that has to be traumatic to know that you busted your ass off all year to achieve something, achieved it. And then hours before your graduation, not a day, not the day, you know, not the day of like early in the morning, literally hours before you're told, Hey, you got to share your title with another kid. You've already prepped your speech. Like you're already ready. So, you know what I would do? I would go to Facebook and give my speech. I am the salutatorian. I don't need this school to give me a title. I've earned it. We earned it. That title don't mean stuff to me. <sighs> Hear me out. They took that shit from me. Look at that. It even says it. This is what one of the moms posted, I think, <clears throat> on Facebook. Oh, no, this is one of the other students at the school. I just think it's very, very not okay. Of course, it's not okay. What's and the question again? I'm sorry. I I think I missed it. You just sharing this story. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely not okay. I would just like to even though sometimes when are things that we look at as being actually culturally inappropriate, um, when are we going to stop having those type of conversations? Or like, are we like never going to stop? Do you think we'll never stop actually having those conversations? Nope. Or It's always going to be something. It's always going to be something because our world is so in ground. And racism and segregation 
there, there's no end to it in sight. Okay. Even with the terms, like the smallest of things, like people using the word picnic, I refuse to use the word picnic. Why? Because picnic was used in the South for when families would gather in parks for the lynching of a black person. And it was called pick a nigga. Hmm. So you won't ever catch me going to a picnic or using the word picnic. It ain't going to happen. Okay. But to some people, it's a picnic. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, there's lots of things wrong with that. I think you should. I think you should uh, go ahead and drop knowledge tomorrow, Rachel. I think you should. I mean, I will say like, that's not anything I've ever heard of. I mean, I don't know too many people that actually go and be like, oh yeah, I want to go to this picnic or anything like people, most black people anyway, will be like, I'm going to a cookout. I'm going to something else. They don't really even say picnic, but I feel like if, if that that is also like an amount of knowledge that a lot of people don't know because I never heard of that. Um, and I think that's something that people need to know because, hey, a lot of these words and phrases and terms and things that we use in our regular day-to-day life, we don't know all the origins from them. Like powwow. It's, yeah. It's a Native American term. It is typically- yeah. It's like the the tribe comes together for an important conversation, not just an impromptu talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are all things that we need to like start actually getting into the the knowledge of what they are. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like we're going to get to a point where it's never really addressed or it's going to just be addressed enough to get people to shut up or get people to stop talking and get people to let it go. And it's never really going to be fully addressed in the capacity that it needs to be addressed. I think that matters also on how much do we even want to be addressed or do we want to still have like an avenue to complain? I know I don't want to have any to complain. I, I'm so sick and tired of having to defend choices and defend ideas because people want to be ignorant and not gain knowledge. Or just mm-hmm. listen and just hear what someone else has to say and not just taking their own ignorance as the truth and knowledge to everything. I'm sorry if you can hear my salad chewing. I'm really sorry. Podcast. You have shallots? No, a salad. Oh. Yeah, I just. Uh... I'm glad you got that off your chest. We've been talking about that all day. Yeah, no, that's good. There you go. You're an advocate now. I'm an advocate? Yes. I've always been an advocate. Good. 
One of the things that I absolutely want to do is go back and get um, my degree in uh, African-American studies combined with my uh, minor that I already have in women and gender studies. I don't know. I have a very unique perspective, I feel, when it comes to issues of racism and what I will and will not tolerate due to being a part of both sides of the community. And having a white mother and a black father and knowing what my mom will not stand for and what my dad will not stand for. And I just won't stand for disrespect in any form that it comes. And we live in a world where being disrespected because of what you look like is like second nature. Like there are so many studies that have been done on, you know, people's perception of people of color and how you're more likely to assume that a person of color is aggressive or mean or malicious far more often than you are a person who, who is not of color. It's a bias that, that's literally ingrained into every system in our country. And until people are really okay with understanding that, nothing is ever going to change. Because people will tell you every day, no, we don't live in a racist world anymore. We don't live in a place where people are, there are people who think that. Anymore. You're currently living through it. But that's the thing. People will, people will literally say, no, that's not, we don't, that's not who we are. That's our past. And they just want to bury it. Like the way that they try and teach slavery in history. Like, let's not mention how we taught Nazis in school, but didn't feel the need to teach what we were doing to those Japanese Americans living here. How we rounded them all up, put them in tournament camps, basically. Not every school system. Yeah. But my school system did speak on that. I, I was taught in the South. That was changed mid through my elementary school years. I mean, I didn't learn about that stuff really until high school. No, I was learning it middle and and middle to late elementary, late elementary to middle school. I'm glad you got it early. Yeah. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, well, I'm off my soapbox.